you cannot fight it forever. And when you finally turn, and you will turn, Sam and everyone you know, everyone you love, they could be long dead. Everyone except me. I'm the one who will have to watch you murder the world. Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And we are almost done with season 10, Chris. Can you, you believe, believe this it. shit? This is this this episode was worth the whole the whole season. <laughs> you know, season 10 is uh, a strong contender for like one of the better seasons. Like if you mm-hmm. set aside those first five, which I think, you know. People could even argue season three was kind of a, a, a weird situation, but like this is a solid, great season of Supernatural. Maybe our best since season five. Maybe yeah, um, that's it's easy contender. I've complained a lot, but like it's coming together so strong that yes, it's it's good. <laughs> You've only complained because of the things that they are doing to your favorite character of the series. So or, or rather the things that they aren't doing. <laughs> the things that they aren't doing with them. Yeah, maybe more better, more more a better thing to say. Um, because we're at the end of the season, you guys that have been with us for a while know we do a feedback episode at the uh, after we cover the finale. If you'd like to us for us to read your response on that episode, you should get it to us quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh, the best place to do that is probably monsteroftheweek.cool/contact. You can also DM us on Twitter or post on our Facebook page or send us um, I don't know, send us send us some snail mail or something. Send us a voicemail. We have a phone number. You can go back like 40 episodes and hear me say it. I don't know what it is. Nobody yeah. ever said anything to it. So, um, Yeah, please send us your, your feedbacks and comments. And uh, of course, if you're on our Patreon, thank you very much. And if you want to support us, patreon.com slash monster of the week is a place to do so. Somebody named Dean Demonic just Shout recently out. pledged. And uh, they get access to all of our exclusive content. We have a bunch of podcasts that only patrons get. And if you're at a certain amount of t- certain tier, then you can uh, get these episodes early. You can get them on Mondays or instead of Thursdays, if that's something that you wanted to get into. So, yeah. All of that said, Chris, I've been talking for a long time. Please take over. What's been happening in season 10 of Supernatural? I was so flustered by the end, uh, by the beginning of this episode that I, I forgot to write a road so far. But I did thankfully remember in the meantime before we recorded this podcast. So I was just like, because I don't get the road so far anymore. It, it just kicks right in. And I was like, oh, damn. A kid getting bullied? Oh, damn. A gamer? <laughs> All right. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. Um, the hunts, the fights, the schemes, and the spells, all of it has led to this. Desperate to rid Dean of the Mark of Cain, Sam and Cass teamed up with Rowena and Charlie to decode the Book of the Damned, but the Stein family, descendants of none other than Victor Frankenstein himself, were hot on their heel- heels. Now Charlie is dead, and nothing can hold Dean back any longer. Extremely good. I um, 
Yeah, this, uh, I guess, okay, so we're covering season 10, episode 22, The Prisoner, which was written by Andrew Dabb and directed by Thomas J. Wright. It aired on May 13th, 2015. Dean is on a rampage. When it comes to Steins, Dean decides to take matters into his own hands. Sam tries to come to terms with his decision. That's it. That's it. You did more work than the official CW summary person did this this week, Chris. I just want you to know that. Sometimes Um, it happens that way. The road so far on this one was really interesting because they do the thing uh, where they sh- they're they showing Dean speaking and he's sitting down in that bar with Crowley and saying how family doesn't end with blood, but it can, it can, but it can start there and all that stuff. And every time they're like he finishes a sentence, they flash to some fucked up shit that they've done. <laughs> like Ooh. it kind of goes back and forth. <laughs> it was actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, we start out in Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, we A kid is coming out of a school that's named Stein Hall. We kind of get the idea that this dude is Stein pretty quick. He's a nerdish guy. I have him listed in my in the credits as Nerd Stein. Yeah, uh, I call them Nerd Stein. I also called him. Oh, oh, I think I deleted it. I wrote a name down for him that was one hundred percent not his name, and I don't know where I got it from because his name is Cyrus, right? I do not know. (laughs) Or maybe Cyrus is what I wrote down that was wrong. But whatever I wrote down the first time, I have it somewhere in here. Um, Listeners, you can write (laughs) it. I don't know. Um, you, you would think you would think that we should know their names, but it doesn't matter. It really well, I've doesn't. got I've got like I do I, I copy and paste the co-star list from this. Mm-hmm. And so there's a Monroe Frankenstein. There's an Eldon Frankenstein. There's a Cyrus Frankenstein, Eli Cyrus, Frankenstein yeah. and a Roscoe Frankenstein. Roscoe. So, yeah. Big shout out to Roscoe. Shouts to Roscoe. Who in the stabbed, caboose. Bring it up. Let's stabbed in the back to... by Dean Winchester in the, in the, in the bunker here, a little bit later. We're not here to inform. We're here to entertain. That's it's what true. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, uh, so young Cousin Stein, as I referred to him for a little while, Cyrus. Yes, I like it. He's a gamer, and he's getting bullied by some just, like, some street urchins. I don't know. Um, it's It's... Is this there's a situation going on with this guy's like chin beard action? Yeah, that doesn't look good. Uh, and I like that Nerdstein kind of gives it back. He's like, you know, you think that you come from the hood, but like you have a hundred dollar haircut and like designer clothes, my man. Like, yeah. you know, your dad's a dentist, your mom's full of Botox, and they're both banging the pool guy. Like, this dude's not like wow. stepping down. Like, wow. it's pretty really funny. Um, he's he, well, he's a gamer. He's gonna share those gamer barbs. Um, <laughs> also, this this confrontation. Your begins Bob plays because, Mario, loser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, there is a, um, this, this confrontation begins because the bully asks him if he's ever seen a boob. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, Fucking hilarious. No, what's that, bro? And specifically not one on Game of Thrones. So, love how Game um, of Thrones exists in the Supernatural universe. Uh, uh so yeah, so this not d- Elden, but one of the other, other adult Steins. Cyrus, he, he, right? Cyrus, no, no, Cyrus no, 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 this is, is Eli. This is Eli. Eli witnesses this from his uh, shady car parked out mm-hmm. in front of the school and he comes up and he's like yo is there a problem here uh and he makes it known that that uh he's going to be a threat to this to this bully um the f- situation is diffused cyrus doesn't seem to relish in any of this he's just like let's just leave it and go home screw this um and we cut away from there to a very startling um scene of they're they're building the funeral pyre for charlie sam is in full lumberjack mode i just noticed uh, jared Petta, like his entire body as well, wait, arcs hold on. down with that axe not to i mean we, we we before we get into the funeral pyre like we see the bully being taken right uh no that's later but or maybe i'm wrong what no guess the that's all in the cold open right um i don't know it doesn't matter he gets taken at some point the bully the bully gets kidnapped by the steins yeah, yeah. yeah. um 
please continue about uh, Sam's muscled arms. Oh. So Sam's whole body, he get the wingspan of a pterodactyl on this man. Let me tell you. Um, it's a very sad scene, but I was just distracted by him in the background, <laughs> hacking away at some wood with just his lanky-ass body. Um, it's a lot. Uh, they do the sad banjo thing here, Chris, and mm-hmm. the boys are thinking about all the fun times they had with Charlie before they killed her. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of, like, a montage of sad Charlie scenes. Um, and, I, I mean, we talked about this a lot last episode and how much it sucked. So, and it, and it weirdly doesn't feel like a big part of this episode. I expected it to be, like, Bomberino. And it is the catalyst for what happens for the rest of this, but like they don't really talk about Charlie all that much throughout this. And I I guess that makes sense for Sam and Dean. Um they have gone through this so many times that regardless of the circumstances and regardless of how much we loved the character and how much of a shame it is that they killed her off, um, to them it is something that they're unfortunately very used to. So we get this montage and then Sam starts to say some words and um, Dean tells Sam to to shut up that Sam does not get to apologize. Um, And Sam, I think, tries to say how, like, you know, we had to fight for you, like we had to do this. Um, But Dean just like rubs it back in his face and it's like basically like, yo, this is 100 percent your fault, dude. Um, And Sam says, you think I'm ever going to forgive myself for this? And Dean says, you know what I think? It should be you up there and not her. Ouch. Harsh words, bro. Um, Harsh words, my bro. Uh, I kind of am on Dean's side of this, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, Dean mm-hmm. is obviously... The, the thing that I keep going back to with season 10 that I harped on in the last episode is, like, they haven't shown us this side of Dean that is so out of control and scary that we have to go through these extremely risky maneuvers to save him. And they just, they haven't shown us that. And they, they've shown us a little bit of demon Dean, right? Like we, at the end, at the beginning of the season, it was demon Dean or beginning of the last season. I get them all confused now, but we see that. And like, he's kind of violent, but is it, is it worth risking Charlie for? And it's this kind of stuff like this, these kind of phrases, like I, I think it should be you up there and not her that let me know that Dean's kind of fucked up. Like Dean Winchester would not ever say that to his brother. Right. He's just not that shitty right. of a dude. That's the Mark talking through Dean. That's the Mark amping Dean up. Yeah. And um, yeah, n- normal, normal Dean would be pissed at Sam, but he wouldn't say like, Hey, fuck you. You should be dead instead. Um, I think, he, I think normal. De- I don't know. It's tough because obviously the situation with Sam kind of going behind Dean's back, but it's, it's hard to imagine if, if this happened in a normal situation, uh, normal for them, that, you know, Dean would, would not be as, as harsh. And like you said, um, Sam asks him, is that you or the Mark talking? And Dean just says, does not matter? And now we know that the Mark is talking. Um, and someone in the discord, sorry, I can't remember who was like, you know, we, we keep joking about how chilled out Dean has been. <laughs> and I was like, what, what do you mean, Sam? Why, what's the, what's the problem? And they pointed out that, well, of course, Sam considers that an issue because Dean should be like frothing at the mouth, right? Like Dean should be outwardly expressing maybe some of what he's going through, but he's not. And that's why it's, it's troubling. And now it's like, there's, there's that facade's gone. The Mark of Cain version of Dean is here. Which is, which is, which is scary. Like when mm-hmm. Sam says, you know, I think he, I think Dean tells him, you know, you need to get with Cass. You need to shut all of this down. I'm going to go find the people who did this and I'm going to rip their entire world apart. And yep. Sam just has this reaction shot of, of like, oh, dang. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, dang. 
Um, and we cut from there back over to uh, Nerdy Stein, who is playing some games online, yeah. Chris. He's playing some he's, Dying Light. Yep. Glad they show us that in the uh, in the top corner there. Yeah, he's a gamer. He's, he's, that, he's a gamer. Get that sweet Dying Light money. And uh, he's trying to game, and then mm-hmm. somebody knocks on his door. His cousin is like, bro, quit gaming. You got to go dissect a dude. <laughs> I think there's there's one salient point where his his gamer bro that they're video conferencing while they're gaming, which every gamer knows you wouldn't do that. It would increase the lag. Can't, right, you can't that's ridiculous. You, you can't do that. Also, um, yeah, you were totally right. They do kidnap him in the first scene. I, I just didn't write it down. Um, but he tells his gamer bro, like, yeah, I still want to plan on moving out there. But if my family finds out, they will literally kill me. Like, they will actually kill me because they're that aggro. So, like, mm-hmm. already we know he's he's nerdy, which is not like the other South Louis- or North Louisiana boys. But he's also, like, actively trying to get out of the family. Yeah. He doesn't want to be Frankenstein. You know, it's not his, it's not his vibe. Yeah. I don't want to be in the, in the family mechanic. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to take yeah. over the family business, if, if, whether it's a mechanic or literally being a Frankenstein. I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's too much. It's too much. Um, so, yeah, they, they, uh, they call him down to go do some, um, to go do, they, they, they have the bully on a slab in the basement in like a laboratory and they want uh gamer cyrus to to slice him up because he's never done anything like this before and they're like yo you know you're looking a little soft you're the baby of the family we want to initiate you into this uh otherwise it's going to be you on that slab i don't know why you have to be so extreme everybody It'll, he'll come around or he won't and you just that's fine don't worry about it also right right before this exchange um we witnessed papa frankenstein uh running down i think eldon who's the one-armed man who killed Charlie yes. Uh, yes. for not recovering the book and losing an arm, which of course is not what they sent out for. And Eldon says, Hey, I know I fucked that up, but I found this huge store of magical objects. The Winchesters took me to their, to their bunker. They took me to their sex dungeon. We all had a little soak and poke. And then I noticed all of the magical stuff in there. We should go rob it. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> that's going to be big. <laughs> that's going to be an important thing for later. Uh, so Papa Frankenstein tells this kid, Nerdy Stein, like, hey, you got to you gotta chop up this dude. The kid doesn't want to do it. So they, they do it together. Um, there's a nurse there for some reason in the yeah, background. Yeah. Also really like that, like, oh, the nurse like comes over and gives them like the white doctor's jacket and not, you know, like OR scrubs or anything. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Supernatural? <laughs> have, you se- have you seen an episode of General Hospital? What are yeah, you doing? shit's about to get gross in here. Um, and then we go back over to Rowena. Yeah. Um, or no, no. We go back to Dean, who was talking to some uh, previously unheard of hunter. Rudy. <laughs> Rudy's tracking a plate number. You know, Rudy, Carlos, the boys. The um, boys. Uh, the whole the whole gang. You know, uh, they, having him track a plate number, which actually does lead him to the Steins. Like they know that it's owned by the Steins, this car, but um, there's no address. So Dean just has to basically like head to the town that <laughs> that it's from. I don't know. Um, and then we cut over to Rowena. Uh, Cass is still there with her. They're still looking through the book. Rowena's still chained up. She's taunting and or flirting with Cass. It's impossible to tell. Um, and then Sam shows up and he informs Castiel what happened to Charlie. Um, and this is a very telling remark when, when Castiel asks Sam what happened, Sam says me. Um, and now he has to shut this whole thing down. Um, he said he promised Dean that they wouldn't do this anymore. And obviously, Charlie's death has, regardless of anything, Sam knows that this can't be good. But um, and he's about to kill Rowena. And, yeah, Castiel uh, says, "I'd be happy to kill her." 
because uh, she just called me a fish, <laughs> which is true. That's a true thing that happened. Yeah. Uh, and he and Sam wants Castiel to track Dean down to make sure Dean doesn't to go too out of the box, and he is uh, low jacked. Um, that's GPS tagged for all you little mm-hmm, kids out there. Mm-hmm. He is low jacked the Impala, but as he's pulling it up to show Castiel on the Find My Friends app where where the Impala is, he gets a little email from Charlie. And we saw at the end of the last email, she was she had finished her work and was stuffing it all into a zip file to email to Sam. And I guess that finally just got through. And sure enough, Sam opens it, shows it to Rowena, and it's a complete code to the Book of the Damned. Yeah, uh, so now it's suddenly like, oh shit. Like Now we're back on. We're back on. Now shit's back on. God damn it, we're back on. Let's do this. And and Sam has to do this, right? Like there's no yeah. world like Charlie sacrificed herself for this information. Dean is still affected by the mark of Cain, maybe even acting worse now somehow. Uh, there's no question in my mind that Sam would ever hesitate on this. Like he, he has to go forward and with the with the risk. He has to. Like that's who the Winchesters are. They're going to save each other. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And and Charlie sacrificing herself like that, like this is something she wanted too. Charlie didn't get wrapped up in this because she didn't want to help Dean. Like saving Dean mattered to her too. So I think that there's there's a lot of emotional um, pressure riding on this. I guess absolutely. Uh, he sends Castiel off. He talks to Rowena and is like, "Hey, translate this." And she's like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, we have a deal. I'm not translating shit until you kill my son." And yeah. he's like, "No, we'll do it afterwards." And she's like, "Nah, man." Nah, you need me to cast a spell, and I ain't casting a spell until I see Crowley's head on a stick. Um, um, and he's like, fine, well, in the meantime, don't call Castiel a fish. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it, and it's rude, Rowena. It's, it's rude. rude. He's not a fish, actually. Uh, it's for your information, Rowena. Actually, he's an angel, and he's a really good guy, too. You he might could, want to consider that next time you go around calling He could be a fish, fish. and if he, if, if he was a fish, he'd be the best fish that you knew. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you that right now, Rowena. That he, if Castiel was a fish... You wouldn't, you wouldn't even be saying it. You would just be so, you'd be so happy to be around a fish as pretty as Castiel. And then Sam spins, his hair flips, and then he storms out of the bunker or wherever the hell they are. It's a really, you guys, you guys have to get the Blu-ray for the deleted scenes to see all the oh, fish the stuff. But it's oh, deleted man, so scenes, good. dude. They're so crucial. Good. I can't believe it's the mostly, CW. It's mostly fish jokes. That's the yeah. the thing. That they <laughs> I can't believe you. that the CW refused to air the fish scene. <laughs> they they have a they've had Release a strong the fish cut <laughs> strong anti fish agenda for the last four or five years, Chris. I've been very very, very tired weird. of this. Very um, weird. So we go to uh, over to the Steins. Uh, Eldon has got his arm back. It has a tattoo. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking dope tat, bro. Which uh, later he's gonna like display to Dean as if it gives him extra power. And I'm like, that's not how tattoos work. But yeah, whatever, what my D- dude. Dean looks at it as if he's like, you know, that doesn't like do anything, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, it looks just like an arm. <laughs> like he took off a high schooler's arm. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I've, I, it'd be like the be- the worst version of the Deadpool, like regrowing his leg scene, right? Like, just yeah. anyway. Um. This dude's got a new arm, and Nerdenstein is extremely upset. He's crying and asking if he could just leave. He doesn't want to do this. Uh, and then Dean, driving the Impala somewhere in South, somewhere in North Louisiana, uh, gets pulled over by some really mean cops. And when they, yeah. when he asks him why, uh, he they say, "Oh, your blinkers out." And then one of the cops starts busting his blinkers. Dean lunges at the guy, and the cops use this as an opportunity to arrest him for attempting to assault an officer. Yeah, this is where shit starts really fucking ramping up. Like they, everything's they they're playing coy right now. Like every everybody's still okay. Dean got arrested, but holy shit, what we're, we're we're getting somewhere. Holy shit. Um. Also, do we can we talk about the music? It was in the previous scene, and throughout this whole episode, there's great music. But uh, the scene where the the Steins are slicing that guy up, there's like 
uh, like the Harry Potter uh, library music that we heard a few episodes ago, but there was like like chanting underneath it. Yeah, did you hear this? Oh, absolutely. It's, like I didn't want to just like just call it the Skyrim song, but you know, like the 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 intro to Skyrim is all these men chanting, and like that's exactly what it reminded me. Chris Mux have been recording those CDs for hundreds of years before Skyrim it's called came Gregor- along. Gregorian chant. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go look that shit up. It's not just uh, Skyrim. Yeah, um, no, I know, but that's what immediately what it reminded me of, and it was. It was cool and creepy, and it was a nice touch because it's not like anything we've heard on the show before. Yeah, very much so. I actually looked for some of this, uh, and unfortunately, like if you go to the normal kind of web pages that tell you what music is used in an episode, like it's all the licensed stuff. It's not any of the original stuff. Uh, so I don't think that they've released another soundtrack CD for this. Like they they did it for the first five seasons. I, I haven't yeah. seen the the other seasons collected anywhere. I would love to find even just digital copies of, of this stuff to, to be able to put in. Cause I, especially on this episode, I was really impressed with the sound work. Anytime Dean, is getting super mad and about to get super violent. Like that stuff kind of slips in and it's just, it's, it's just very good. It's very good stuff. It's good stuff. And they do stuff later on where they play like the sad supernatural yeah. music. Yeah. It, it oh works, yeah. We're gonna, it works real well. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we check in with Crowley. who was at a diner uh, getting a piece of pie and he compliments the coffee. And the dude is like, yeah, you know, I learned how to do that when I was down in Ecuador and I've traveled around a lot. You know, you can make, you can get in job anywhere if you know how to flip a burger. What I'd really like to do is go to Asia. That's my one wish. And Crowley's like, well, you know, I'm in the business of wishes when, uh, and I just love the idea that Crowley is the king of hell, but like every once in a while just jumps up and is like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to steal some souls. I'm going to go get a soul today. That's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go, you know, just dust off the old salesman skills and get a soul. Sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you just got to do it. Um, but he gets a call or a text and a call from who he thinks is is Dean asking for help. Like, yo, hey, I need some help. Also, um, here's the address of where I'm at. And then we switch back over to Dean, who's being interviewed by the local yokel uh, and it playing it extremely super cool. Like the cop is asking all these questions like, what do you have? Why do you have all this paraphernalia in your trunk and dean's like you know what i am i'm the guy that's going to be getting out of here in 30 seconds mm-hmm. and the cop is like oh yeah what are you gonna do and dean like knocks over a coffee cup full of pencils and then the dumbass cop just leans down and gets it and dean just beats the shit out of him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah some of the um i'm the guy who those type of lines i i don't like them i think they're really corny and and it just doesn't work most of the time because it's like okay we get it writers you think the character you're writing about is super freaking cool but you know what? The Dean delivers in this one. The uh, the next scene when he goes to confront the sheriff and he basically has to beat the hell out of the sheriff to figure out like who's putting the sheriff's department up for this. Um, you know, the guy finally comes up. He's like, it's Monroe Stein, you know, you, but you can't go after the Stein family. They're practically gods. And he's like, well, I kill gods. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? It's true. I've seen him do it's it. True. It's <laughs> can't. True. It's not such bragging. A, such an unbelievably corny line. But I was like, "All right, guys, we're in this." I mean, we just we gotta we gotta be all in. Ah, uh, man, what a what a what a just an incredible braggadocious the blood, line. The blood was pumping. Let me tell you, it was good. It was shit. Was good. Crowley arrives at the uh, wet pipe factory, only to be shot in the back or from the back, whatever, by Sam Winchester, who has used a devil's trap bullet. Uh, Sam has apparently some issues with Crowley that he hadn't really worked out. Like, I thought this was going to be just like a, like, I'm going to kill you, cut off your head and be done. But Sam has to like give a speech during this and basically blames Crowley for everything, including turning Dean into a, into a demon, giving him the mark of Cain. Yeah. Um, he he pre- pretty much lays the, all of this blood at the, at Crowley's feet. 
And I, I liked Sam, what he was doing as a stand in for the viewer. Cause we've talked about how like, Oh yeah, we want Crowley to be evil. Like we love Crowley, but like, he's supposed to be the King of hell. And he's just like one of our pals, you know, like he's just like comic relief practically. And then, or he's not doing anything. And Sam was like, like, I see past your suits and your accent and, you know, your humor, all this shit. Like, you, you're, you're who you are. I have, some of our friends are dead because of you. I haven't forgotten any of this. And I was like, wow, damn, you literally have to remind the audience this because, like, we would have forgotten. Like, it's been too long. We haven't binged this show. We're watching one episode a week, right? So we forget some of the shit that Crowley has done. And just to always see him as somebody who was, like, kind of like a, a, a weird demon co-pilot to Dean, right? But, um. He, he's done some shit and sam wants to remind us all of that and obviously he's he's projecting because he feels so guilty about so much of what's happened that he's now pitting the blame on crowley but crowley is not without blame so um yeah. i thought it was a powerful scene i think all the crowley stuff in this episode actually worked for me absolutely i um i, I love sam calling this stuff out i uh especially like because i think sometimes of what like do you remember the episode where we first meet Kane? And they have to like, they go meet the hunter chick who looks like Linda Hamilton, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And and like Crowley just literally has her killed after that. Like it's like demons just follow them and just kill her. Like she's on the screen for forty five seconds, and it's just a person that they knew. And like, mm-hmm. there's no comeback for that. Normally, like Dean Winchester would be all about like revenge for that, and like none of that ever has existed for Crowley. So him having even just a minor amount of comeuppance, I think, is is really really good. Definitely. Um, Sam, Sam, Sam gave him a hex back during this. I mm -hmm. think is the thing that we need to. Rowena had given him a a hex back that was supposed to kill him. Um, and she certainly lets Crowley know who sent him. Um, Yes. So, uh, Solid Snake uh arrives at the Stein residence, uh, aka Dean Winchester. He comes in and he's stealth killing, knives to the neck, uh, silenced pistol shots. He's just taking out all the guards around the the Stein complex. Um, and it look it, like this is some video game ass shit as he's just like picking everybody off, killing everyone in his path. Um, and then he gets inside and as soon as he gets inside, it's like all of these guards come out. They've all got their like submachine guns ready pointed at Dean. And so he it has no choice but to sort of surrender. He doesn't really do, you know, he's just like, okay, well, let's see what happens now. And they throw a bag over his head, just like they did to the bully and, um, you know, choke him out so they can tie him up to the slab. We go back over to Crowley, who uh, begins to say, like, this is what I deserve. I tried to be the bad guy. I tried to make hell better. I tried to make it better so that I could actually feel something. He's starting to vomit blood. Sam is continuing to lay it on him. He's like, I've watched you kill so many times. Even though you pretend not to be, you're a monster. And I'm going to watch you. I I love that line. I'm going to watch you die screaming just like the rest of them. Oh, yeah. You're a monster just like the rest of them. And I'm going to watch you die screaming like all the rest of them. Fucking dope. Sam Winchester, like going hard on the in the last last back half of season 10. And I really, Uh really did it. (laughs) They had to make up for lost time. And then I love that 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 Crowley, who just a second ago was like, hey, I'm trying to make a difference in hell. Whether any of you care about any of this or not. Um, Suddenly just goes like, "Okay, you know what? You're right. And I don't know if it's supposed to be like a wound thing happening, but his eyes start like burning, like mist red, like the, there's something coming out of his eyes and um, or maybe, you know, blood, whatever the hell it is. It's just a, a demonic effect and it makes him look scarier than we've ever seen Crowley. Uh, and he's able to pull the bullet out of himself and gets up and says, thank you, Sam, for reminding me who I really am. Fucking, um, and then fries the hex bag, like takes it out of his pocket yep. and just like just sets it, like it makes it disappear. 
And it's like, yeah, that, well, that would have worked on a lesser demon, but I'm Crowley. Uh, yeah. The red eye thing, we've only seen Crowley's like red eyes a few times, and I always loved the effect when they bring it on because it like shows how much more of a powerful demon that he is than like your average run-of-the-mill demon. Yeah. And I almost feel like this is his demonic nature, that black smoke. He's lit. Chris, thinking face listeners, Crowley was about <laughs> to give Sam that smoke. <laughs> he was about to give him that smoke. He sends him flying through a window and just walks up to him smoke prepared to be delivered and he's just like hey uh yeah uh, i'm too powerful for that shit it's not gonna kill me and i can kill you snap my fingers easiest thing in the world from here on i want you to know that the only reason you're alive is because i allowed it and he wants Mm. sam to send like a warning message to rowena to let him know let her know that she's never gonna see me coming but i'm coming uh and then he disappears and sam is left just like just absolutely gobsmacked Uh Uh, we go back over to dean who wakes up on the table he's surrounded by monroe frankenstein which i'm still just losing it about that name it's a lot um thank you shout outs to uh the other louisiana guy that's in the monster week discord for naming himself i think thibodeau frankenstein which i think is just extremely funny (laughs) it's another town in louisiana um (laughs) dean wakes up monroe is there and he gives a little villain speech about like it's time to cut stuff and dean says hey like, you guys can kill me if you want to, but you know if you flatline me, I'm going to come back as a demon, and then I'm really going to kill all of you. And Munner yeah. said, actually, you're a dude that can't die, which should make you a great guinea pig. Like, we are just going to experiment the fuck on you out, out of you. And uh, unfortunately for him, I think that's a pretty good idea, considering it's coming from a Frankenstein. Uh, mm-hmm. But unfortunately, Dean just, like, has extra strength nowadays from the mark and just pulls yeah, the... He's- He's juiced up from all those recent kills. I don't know if that's how it works, but it seems like that's how it should work. Definitely seems the more he kills, the more powerful he gets. Um, uh, and yeah, his his logic is, hey, yeah, I'm going to get out of here and um, kill all of you. Uh, but maybe, maybe some of you will survive. I am only human after all. <laughs> but if you kill me, if you go through the, this, this, then I'll become a demon and every single one of you will die. So you can, uh, you know, the odds aren't great either way, but you know. <laughs> It's easier one way than the other. And uh, yeah, Super Strength Dean is able to break out. And man, does he just fucking go for it. And Dean slices Eldon's throat pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. He stabs the nurse uh, with whatever it, you syringe, know, syringe that she was about to bring over. Presumably something to knock him out. Who knows? Uh, and then he like gets Monroe into a... <laughs> I can't... He gets Papa Frankenstein. I can't call out Monroe Frankenstein. I can't do it. I don't have. I don't have that capability in my body. Uh, I mean, Monroe is a name. <laughs> he uh, he gets Papa Frankenstein in a headlock and is like, "I'm going to destroy your entire family. Like, I don't give a fuck about any of this." And Papa Frankenstein is like, "It's too late. You know, you've already destroyed all of yours or something." And then Dean just breaks his neck. And there's this neat little cut that I really appreciated where Dean like kicks through the door that goes to this like lab or medical whatever and then at the same time like when he kicks it it cuts to the steins kicking in the door of the bunker and like obviously not even kicking it probably exploding the door over Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um this is roscoe who's the big dumb guy and it's eli who's the smart leader and they've also brought nerdy frankenstein along with them to rob the bunker is eldon one arm eldon is he there Eldon is the guy whose knife got whose throat got slashed by Dean just a minute ago. Oh, okay. It's the downside um, of uh, witnessing operations of, of Dean Winchester is you probably get dead. You yeah, probably die. Probably get killed. Um. So let's see. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. They 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 broke in. They're gonna burn everything at the bunker that they don't take. Obviously, Cyrus 
young young gamer Stein is still being forced into all this. Meanwhile, Sam calls Rowena and says, "Hey, this didn't work." Um, and and she he's just, and he's coming for you. Yeah. Um, she tells Sam, "Well, you better figure something out." Um, and then Cass calls and he's like, "Sam, you're not going to believe this." Rowena called me a fish again. You're not going to believe you had this. that conversation with her. She looked me up on Facebook and she's called me a fish. I don't know how my, my now my Facebook profile is a fish. Sam, how do I change my Facebook profile? Sam, how, do I, how do I change it? She sent me a friend request, so I thought that we were all good, and then she just kept commenting on my pictures, fish, <laughs> or looks like a fish. <laughs> um, so, no, Castiel is at the Stein residence. He tried to catch up to Dean, and he's like, yo, um, yeah, everybody's brutally murdered, um, so Dean's not here anymore. <laughs> he killed them all. Uh, he's heading north, because we, we were tra- tracking his, his low jack, and uh, he's heading home. He's heading back to the bunker. And it, like, not only, like, a bunch of people dead, but, like, I've got three dead down here and at least a dozen or more upstairs. Like, everybody yeah. in this fucking mansion had got slaughtered by Dean Winchester. Yeah. And the thing is that they're they obviously, they have built these, these steins up in such a way that you don't want anything else for them. Like, I, you know, it's, it's you know, uh, it's cathartic, I guess. After seeing what happened to Charlie, to just have them all taken down, it's, it's violently cathartic to see it coming back but like as we're going obviously th- that that's going to change a little bit what's interesting to me though is that i am so interested in what the effect that the mark is having on dean right now and what that mm-hmm. what that what what is happening with that drama that like the catharsis almost doesn't even exist for me when it comes to the steins like none of this like especially because all but four of the murders all but four five six seven of the murders happen off screen mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and like i just so I don't feel like that catharsis. I just feel like, oh, it's Dean just slaughtering people. Like it almost doesn't even feel good that they're dead, and it should because they're Nazi sympathizing right. motherfuckers. Like fuck right, all of them. Right. But that's where we are. Yeah. Um. So we see the um. We see Gamerstein uh back at the bunker again, and he's found like that photo of of Dean, Bobby, and Sam. Um. The place is an absolute shambles. Um, they've even raided the bedrooms and like the family photo with, you know, Mary and, you know, they're just really, they're going to destroy everything and everything is, um, is, is piled up in the, in the middle of the room and Cyrus still doesn't want anything to do this, do with this. So as the viewer, we know he, this kid, this poor kid is wrapped up in this. He's a victim like anybody else. He has sure. wants nothing to do with any of this. That's how they're pro- you know projecting him. Um, and then suddenly <laughs> Roscoe or whoever stumbles back into the room with a knife in his back, uh, and then just blood drenched dean walks in behind him this um, shot of dean winchester the center shot kind of panned up of dean walking through the archway with the lights behind him and the whole set behind him flannel all bloody you know scratches on his face just mm-hmm. looking like the most deadliest dude in the room like looking like kane it look looking like kane is an excellent way to put it thank you very much like he looks fucking dangerous yeah. and i think and, this is where i felt the catharsis because it's this dude who sucks so much and he's like you want to know how i killed charlie this is where i felt that i was like fuck yeah um but then obviously they they're playing off of that immediately but anyway so yeah dean walks in looking like a bat out of hell <laughs> um and just very very carefully explains to these fuckers <laughs> that he killed their entire family um and and that's when you know guy one our man over here starts saying oh you want to know how i killed charlie and dean's like nope don't care shut it not interested 
Um, dude starts rolling up his sleeves like he's a fucking tough guy. Oh like, yeah, all right, taking off his know. coat. I'm gonna take off my earrings. Like it takes me 20 minutes to get ready for a fight. What the and, fuck are you and doing? And Dean says like, oh yeah, I get it. You know, uh, two livers, two hearts, whatever you think are super strong, but you only got one brain. And he says it in a way that me and seemingly this guy were both like, are you calling me stupid? Or are you calling him stupid? And um, that's not what Dean's saying because it's just like that. All this build up, all this this guy's bravado. You think you're about to see some some fight happen here? Obviously, Dean would have ripped him apart hand to hand. No question of that. Um, but we we see this this build up, and Dean just fucking pulls out the gun and one one to the center of the forehead, and that's it. And it's so quick and without feeling, almost like even though it is driven by rage, there isn't that like emotional. Um, I don't know, uh, loss of control, I guess, where it's just like this, this violent bloody fight or anything. It's just a single shot. It's just a, the Mark needing to kill the Mark using Dean to kill and to fuel and to gain more power, presumably. Um, and this is where, this is where the other shoe drops because all of those people, we can pretty much say unequivocally, like they had it coming. They deserved it. This kid, I'm sure there's an excuse to be made for, you know, he, he, he absolutely did deserve it. But I think the show was trying to frame it as, as this is an innocent, this is somebody who didn't, who got caught up in this. So, um, yeah, he starts begging, he starts begging for his life. Um, and he says, you don't need to do this. And this is where this, uh, they got me with this one, Jeremy. They got me with this one. Little, little gamer Cyrus is saying, you don't need to do this. Dean says, yeah, in, in a Dean Winchester way. And he's pointing the gun at the kid's head. And when he says, yeah, he lifts it back up. And then there's a pause. And then he goes, I do. And then, <laughs> and then he, he kills him. He executes this kid. Which is supposed to be, I think, our sign of oh, this is Dean off the deep end. Yeah, I and think that I think that Dean would have not done that. I think so, too. And I think just like he wouldn't have told Sam that, you know, Sam should be in the funeral pyre as opposed to Charlie. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think this is the mark working through Dean. Um, I, I think it's a little. I think like the Stein family is such a compressed story. Like as, mm-hmm. as far as I know, they never come up again after this. Like they, we have literally murdered them yeah, off the show. Um, so it's a little compressed to have that set up the scary, super scary family to have them kill one of our, one of our darlings. And then to also like in the space of four episodes, introduce this child who is just a normal dude and wants mm-hmm. to play video games and with his buds, it doesn't want to murder people for their parts. And then that's so sad when Dean shot him and like, and, and yeah, it is, but also like, it's just so compressed. I don't really have time to care about it that much. Well, yeah, I, I personally don't care that the, that the kid died. I just, I get like what they're trying to. Yeah. What they're trying to tell us here. It um, seems it seems a little obvious, but at the same time, I can't. I feel I feel like I'm being a little bit hypocritical because all I've asked for is like make Dean bad. Like if you're mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. treat him like he's about to go off the fucking rails, make him go off the rails a little bit more for me. And this is that. This is exactly. This is hair. Dean, look at look at how bad he is. He shot this fucking high school student. He, Dean Winchester right. would never do this. This is the mark. Yeah, and I think that's that's why it, it works. Because and the, they got me. They did get me where I thought that he was going to say no. And um, I, that's 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 me. That that one's on me for thinking that um, there there was a part of him that could still pull back because I wondered, you know, after all that, if Dean was going to go, holy fucking shit, like, you know, um, maybe maybe a moment of reality striking in and then suddenly being like, Castiel, you got to kill me or something like that. You know, like some some term, some quick return to form where um after Sam tries to kill Lilith with his demon powers and his eyes go black and it fails and he realizes what go 
that everything went wrong. There's that immediate return to the Sam at his lowest, the broken boy who's just like, I'm sorry, Dean. Okay, let's do this. And then they kill Ruby. Um, I almost expected a turn like that because Sam had actually at some point in this episode says something along the lines of, I know how he feels. I've been out there, you know, alone and hurting or whatever. I I can't remember the line that Sam says, but he to me, I took it as that was Sam on Demon Blood. Sam on Demon Blood is is or he's seeing Deem with the mark the same way that he was with Demon Blood. And, you know, they're different, but in a way they are the same of I'm going to go do this thing. I'm going to go do this destructive thing and nobody can stop me because I have all this power. And and Sam saying, you know, when I was in that position, I was hurting and I didn't know it. And Dean, Dean stuck by me and Dean pulled me back from the brink. Um, so that's what he's trying to do for Dean here. He makes a remark about, you know, how many times has Dean saved me? Like, that's his thing. <laughs> that is yeah. that's kind of his thing is saving my ass. Um, but yeah, so Can I- it, it just go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was, I have a, a point of levity that I would like to point out. Go for it. Um, earlier in the scene, we see Eli um, pulling all of Dean's belongings from his bedroom. And uh, as you mentioned, like they show the picture of Mary and he's like, wow, he has a hot mom and he's <laughs> yeah. into bad music and like his vinyl records are there or whatever. What he doesn't pull up is the busty Asian beauties collection that I know Dean yeah. Winchester has in that? his collection, which I can only take to assume that like he just pocketed all of that porn. It was like, I'm going to mm-hmm. deal with this later when I get back to Shreveport. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is this is part of the, the magic hall or whatever. That he was <laughs> yeah, yeah. About. Dad, I got all these magic tomes and some busty Asian beauties and Monroe Frankenstein is like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, and D- yeah, that's that's the final straw. Actually, was Dean saw the magazine? Dean saw the magazines. Like, yeah, now there's bitch. blood all over my fucking issue number one. Yeah, that was pristine. Yeah. Those are rare. <laughs> um, you know how hard <laughs> it is to keep those things clean. Um, oh boy. So yeah. So Castiel walks in right about the like, time that the kid drops to the floor. Like kid yeah, is not Castiel cold is like great. This it's like being called a fish all over again. Um, so okay, yeah, so. He he just immediately accusatory. What have you done? Um, Cast never gets aggro. Sam would probably get aggro in the situation, but Cast doesn't. He's just like, I can't believe what I'm seeing here. Um, but he, yeah, he. Um, they he, they argue. He, they argue back and forth, and Dean basically says like, "Hey, I'm just going to keep killing monsters, and I'm going to keep killing monsters until." And Castiel interrupts and says, "Until you become one." And Castiel is like, hey, we can we can read the book now. And Dean's like, no, it magic like that comes does not come for free. It comes with the price that you pay in blood. I'm not going to let you do that. And, and I don't even believe that Dean would care about that at this point. I think that's no, just, just his excuse. This is, this, like, this is the Mark talking. Like, I don't, the yeah. Mark does not want to be off its host at this point. Like, I'm, I'm right. really kind of seeing these as two different beings, like one with a with both with their own separate agendas. It's like a parasite, you know, like exactly. It's, it's yeah. controlling him. Castiel has this this point, um, and I like this a lot because during the fight with Dean and Kane, Kane said, "You know, eventually you're going to kill Crowley, and that might feel justified. And then one day you'll kill Castiel, and that'll really mess you up. But then one day you're going to kill Sam, and you know that will be the one that breaks you. That'll be the thing that turns you." And Castiel talks about that here. He says, "You know, you can't fight the Mark forever. You might live for centuries. The Mark isn't going to let you die." But you can't fight it forever. You can, you know, you might get as far as Kane did and you'll turn. And when you do, everybody else will be dead. There will be no one else responsible for you except me. And except I'm the me. one who will have to will have to watch you murder the world. Yep. And Jesus Christ, what a fucking line that is. Like, I'm the I am the one that's going to have to see that. Like, you don't understand. Like, I'm the only person that's going to be around that will give any shit about you at all. And. Yep. 
oh man. And like Dean tries to walk out of this conversation a couple of times and Castiel steady puts his hand on his shoulder and it's like, Hey, no, stop. And then eventually Dean just gets fed up and just starts beating the shit out of Castiel. Sorry, Destiel mm-hmm. fans. That sucks for everybody. This that is hard to fucking watch. And this is where it plays the sad family supernatural music, which they played, I think when, um, Lucifer in Sam's body was, was beating up Dean. Mm-hmm. It's, it's at least music from season five finale. It's, da, it's, da, 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 it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> torn starts playing and it's it's tragic and we are just seeing yeah Cass just get his his ass beat and um dean keeps calling him a fish and it's like dude what the fuck that, Stop. That, the, why are you pouring salt in castiel's wounds why are you pouring salt you fish think, don't like you that He's, he's a fish freshwater fish. Was the fish a reference to the Jesus fish? Because she's like, "Oh, you're an angel. Like you're this like heavenly being. Like I don't know. No, that no, just no. popped the, into the, the joke was um, like a fish he wants to learn how to fly, or a dog that thinks it's a people. Like that was okay. what she. Had. Yeah, okay. yeah, but yeah, okay. yeah. She didn't say like, um, "Oh, you're 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 a Jesus fish," which uh, you're a really damn bumper sticker. Um, okay, so yeah, sad music is playing. He Dean takes out Castiel's angel blade. No, that is not a euphemism. It's unfortunately a weapon that he takes out. He holds ooh, it over. Ooh, oh, it's a what? Holds, it's a weapon. It's a weapon. He holds it over Castiel. Castiel says, "Dean, please, Dean, <laughs> and, please." Um, Dean thrusts the blade down. Ooh, leans in a book though. He it misses its mark, and he tells him and Sam to stay the hell away from him. And then yep. bloody ass Dean Winchester walks out of the bunker. And that's the episode. That's the episode. How do you not watch the next one immediately? I wanted to. I really did want to, but I was like, I'm going to get my notes confused if I do that. I'll, I'll be saying stuff out of order. It's already bad enough. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was watching this episode today, like, and we've got people coming over this week and like, I've, so we're cleaning the house and all this other stuff. And like, because at the time of recording, it's actually at the time of recording and release, because we're late on this episode, it will be Thanksgiving. But, uh, um, but I really wanted to just start the next one. I didn't have time. And then I had the same thought of like, oh, no, I'm recording about this later tonight. There's no way that I should I, and it should, should have all of the finale stuff in my mind when I'm doing this. So, yeah, um, um, man, I am I'm somewhat disappointed that Supernatural continues to do the thing where they set up a cool and interesting like what would be a very cool antagonist and then just immediately kind of takes care of them with no yeah, fuss, yeah. no muss. Um, we, we hate the Steins, but, yeah. but they should have been around longer. They definitely should have been around longer. Uh, a bigger problem because... And, and look, that's coming from somebody who cannot stand to hear those dudes try to do a Louisiana accent. I just like the concept <laughs> of the family quite a bit. Right. Like it's, it's, just, it's just stupid enough to work. And like, and it's, I, just, I just love it. Like I just thought it was a cool idea. Right. And, you know, they, they were powerful enough or they, you know, we, they, they tell us that they're powerful enough that when we see Dean take them all down, obviously it has significance. But imagine a season where they built them up as this background foe for not just a couple episodes, but, you know, for a good chunk of the season. Every once in a while, they they work case only to realize that the Steins are involved in some way. Yeah, um, the Steins you know, maybe, gave somebody the talisman that turned it into a thing to cause chaos so they could sell right. insurance or whatever and, the fuck that they do. Yeah. yeah. And it just keeps happening. And maybe the boys don't even know, but we as viewers know and establishing this running situation and then to just have Dean come in and tear them down as easily as he just did, I think would have had a profound effect on the viewer. I mean, obviously, it's it they sell it, you know, he brutalizes them. But imagine building up those en- them as enemies. And I think you know, we probably should have kept them around longer. They probably would have been good. But at the same time, building up these enemies over the course of a season and then just having Dean obliterate them just to really drive home 
hey, everybody, remember those guys? Now Dean's a way bigger problem than they ever were. Um, I'm also I'm also going to say that the we we talked about the catharsis of of mm-hmm. Dean doing this. I feel like it's a miss, not and I, it, it's something I rarely request from Supernatural uh, is is the violence, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. necessarily like blood and gore. I don't really need to see Dean ripping into people, but for this, I kind of do. Like we had we saw him kill like six dudes. Uh, including one like adolescent child, but yeah. I want I kind of wanted to see the dozen upstairs that he killed as well. I, I wanted mm-hmm. that montage. I want that John Wick kill scene. You, you know what I'm John saying? Wick. See, I haven't seen John Wick, so the uh, <laughs> the when he when he executes the dude at the end, not the kid, the the one armed guy. That that worked for me because yes, I hated that 100%. dude, and I yeah, yeah. I knew that that that's so the catharsis for me really came from that. That's when I think I texted you. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> this is a whole fucking episode. My butthole just tightened up, and I don't fucking know why. Um, I am extremely here for Dean going dark side again. Like we got mm-hmm. this last season, mm-hmm. we're getting this some more this season. I feel like it's been a really a relatively natural progression over twenty something episodes, so, which is yeah. impressive as hell. When I, he went dark side the first time, it's because he died. Because Megatron yeah. killed him, so that once he was dead, then the mark just brings him back as a demon. So this time it was just human Dean, and that is so much scarier. One hundred percent, and like the idea, demon Dean was a goofball. And the idea that he can die and he comes uh-huh. back as a demon is like a fucking like that's a cool setup for a character, mm-hmm. right? Like even in like a video game format, like if you came back, if you died once and you came back with different powers or something, like right, it would be right. really really weird. There's actually a um. Enter the Gungeon does that with one of the characters, believe it or not. It's really weird. Anyway. It turns into uh, Dean Winchester. It turns into Dean Winchester, and you have to go kill Dean Winchester's past. Oh, my God. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen any of the Enter the Gungeon stuff, any of the clips. I'm going to send you one tonight. That's really, really okay. funny. Like, there's, no, there's basically no story in that game except your character wants to kill their own past. Wants to kill Dean Winchester. <laughs> so, like, Dean Winchester literally going through all of this, like, gun-crazy dungeon to get to the end so that he can kill the dungeon and dragon at the end so that he can literally kill his past would be fucking dope as hell. Anyway. Oh, I will, my God. I will stop talking about this. Okay. I, um, okay. Sam Winchester uh, continues, like, to be... I, I think a driving force, obviously, but mm-hmm. I, I really am appreciating the stuff that they're doing with Sam in the last few episodes. Like this all feels I'm glad natural that he's teamed up with with Cass. Me too. Because I think that's uniting Sam and Cass as the force for trying to save Dean makes it better than Sam just doing it because Sam is is pitched as um, the the wrongdoer for, you know, going behind Dean's back and for possibly leading to Charlie's death. Um, and you know, obviously Dean blames him for that, but I think that putting Cass on Sam's side helps to bolster that a little bit and helps. I mean, obviously I'm a Sam fan, (laughs) but it helps me to reconcile what Sam is doing a little bit better, knowing that Cass is on his side. I feel better defending Sam and his actions, knowing that there are other characters in universe who were supporting him. Um, and, and yeah, he's, he just has to, he has to double down now. Um, more than ever, he has to just be all in on this plan. It's do or die regardless because because dean's reached the point of no return will they summon shadow the hedgehog i don't know i don't know remains to be seen. remains to be seen if shadow the hedgehog will be summoned but it'll be sam's fault (laughs) if it does Hedgehogs shouldn't interact with people. That's all I have to say to that. Thank yeah, you very much for listening, everybody. We're going to uh, get off this podcast. Uh, thank you to our patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week. We very much appreciate you guys supporting us directly. A reminder that if you want to get in on that, there's some cool benefits like exclusive podcast, access to our Discord server, episodes early, and the ability to boss me and Chris to do 
episodes. Uh, we are coming up on the season finale very quickly. Get mm-hmm. your feedback in now. We've got like a 11 or 12 pages worth I've got to go through. I know at least one of you is writing Jeremy fan fiction. I forbid it. Mm-hmm. I will not get. Some, I will not. I will not force a friend to voice act it for us and then play it on this podcast. Do not do it, especially if it's super, <laughs> super long. Um, but thank you everybody for that has done that, and thank you everybody for listening. If you want to talk to the podcast, you can find links to all of our various social media at monsteroftheweek.cool. We will be back next week with the. Well, this is boring. The supernatural season finale. <laughs> <laughs> not even uh, a fun. Good night. Outro. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Next time on Supernatural, the next episode. The next episode. Oh, all right. What do we? Uh, hold on. Pause this. What are we recording next? What are we doing? It? What's the deal? Um, assuming timing works out, I'd like to do Hill House on Thursday. Okay. Uh, if it doesn't, um, I don't know. What you're I started. Do. I started um, the next episode. Mm-hmm. It's 110 minutes. Lo- nope. It's an hour and 10 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> um, Super dope. And like everything, it, I hate it. I hate this episode because mm-hmm. it started to make me feel happy for the character. Mm-hmm. I'm reminded that happiness is fleeting. Yo. Yo. Not much. Are you chilling? Is the real question. Chilly? No, it's very warm. Are chilling, not chill e. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm chilling. You just answered. You just answered my question. I guess you're not chilling. Guess not. You busted me, Chris. You fucking. Busted you wide fucking open. got me. Busted wide open. Sorry, I'm finishing up a project. Oh, I see. I just need to click more buttons. And I'll be done. I see. Okay. The buttons have been clicked. Well, well, well. Oh, Chris Mosier, how are you? I'm, um, I'm doing okay. Terrible day. Today was a terrible day, but it's yeah. over with. Sounds so like how it are was you not doing? Fun. No, I'm real mad. I started getting like, as I was leaving work, I was getting even more mad. But it's just not worth it. So whatever, it's over. Tomorrow's another day. Um, I heard you. I heard you weren't chilling though. So what's the deal with that? I'm chilling. I'm good. I mean, I asked you, are you chilling? And you couldn't even answer the question. That's pretty suspect. It sounded like you said, are you chilly? As if it was cold in South Louisiana. Uh, And it's not. uh, 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 It's not chilly here either. It's almost 60 degrees. I put air in my tire. Not related. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really weird non sequitur. I hate putting air in my tires, by the way. Same. Well, so my my, um, low tire pressure light came on. um, And it won't turn off unless I hit whatever, like, the recommended... Um, PSI is or whatever the hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew that it had just gotten low because it was cold out, but I didn't want to like pump it up like real high when it was super cold out because I knew it was going to get warm again. And I just didn't want to, I didn't want to cause problems. So I waited till it got warm. It's probably the warmest it's going to be for the rest of the year. And then I put air in my tire and then my gas or not my gas light, my um, low tire pressure light went off. Um, <laughs> thankfully I have like a, you know, a modern dashboard that tells me like a reading on all the tires. Um, oh, nice. Still kind of a pain in the ass. Though. <laughs> My shit I, does not have I kept, that. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very convenient. But I had to keep filling it up and then driving around the neighborhood so that it could like get its reading and then go back, fill it up again, drive around. Um, because yeah, it just won't turn off until it hits that one that one thing. Thankfully, it finally hit it. My um, very early on in my ownership of this car, I uh, I had the tires changed, and um, they broke the one of the tire sensors. Uh oh. And I didn't catch it because I just didn't really pay attention to it. So, um, like it was, you know, months later before I finally realized, like, why can I not get this light to go off? And by then it was too late to like go back to him and be like, you broke this because how would they believe me? So I have just lived with the low pressure light <laughs> for, oh, yeah. That was 2014 when I bought that car. <laughs> so, oh my God. <laughs> you can like have it turned off, but yeah. I mean, because I, I actually also was complaining like about this at work. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I, I complained about it at work just to my coworker. I was like, "Yeah, my my low tire pressure like just came back on," and um, he was like, "Oh, I have a little device that will just turn that off, but it might not ever come on again." And I was like, "That's okay. I'll just steal it. I'll just yeah. put air in it. I should probably just put air into the tire instead." <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Autumn's um, car has that you, thing where every time you go over a painted line, it beeps at you. Are you kidding? Mm-mm. mm-mm. It's very the annoying. Future sucks, bro. Um, and like. In Louisiana, especially in some of the back roads, like you should not be driving, like you should be weaving around all of the potholes so that you don't fuck up your car, you know. So like, she's she's just like you know, it's just constantly beeping at her basically. When she's like, but I don't want to turn it off. It seems like a really dumb thing to turn off. I'm like, oh no, I agree. Don't turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, um. That just reminded me because I had to like do a lot of swerving and. I got to this one, this one street, like back roads. I, t- you know, I take back roads home from work, but um, so I'm at this one um side street, and these two vans have like pulled into driveways, and they're trying to back up, and it's kind of a clusterfuck. And there's a car coming one way, and I gotta pull over to one side, and then out of nowhere, a cop comes speeding down the street with his lights flashing. So I'm like, okay, this is extra awkward. I basically had to like drive onto somebody's lawn to get out of the way. And uh, whatever, okay, that's fine. Somebody's getting pulled over somewhere. But then I round the corner, and another cop with their lights on is going in a different direction. And I saw two more before I got home. Just as I was about to pull into my driveway, I had to once again pull over to the side of the road to let a car go speeding past me. And um, normally I don't pay too much mind to that, but I'm like, somebody's something's going on. They're in pursuit of somebody. Um, I no idea, no idea. That's really that story weird. didn't go anywhere. But it's like, I mean, I shit like that doesn't happen in my town like no there's never cops speeding around so i'm just uh i'm interested to see what's going on i was riding around in um covington louisiana with uh me and a co-worker we were going to ironically the the parish jail to look at a water meter but uh um <laughs> we we take a, a right on this road and then um about a block away this like very much like Castiel's Hoopty from Supernatural this year uh-huh, for the uh-huh. last few times. Like that thing kind of comes wheeling around the corner to the point where my coworker who was driving had to like jet to the right to avoid getting hit. And then uh, no sooner were we able to be like, what the fuck did three cops come blaring past chasing that dude? Oh, and shit. We never got any confirmation of what happened. Like we were working with the city and the parish that day. So we we're like, can you guys get on the radio and find out? We want to know what happened. And yeah. No, somebody nobody- find out. Nothing. Nothing. I don't know. Are you? What? <laughs> Sorry, we didn't find out anything. I was just yelling about it. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know if you're allowed to do it. Listening to the uh, police scanner or whatever. I know my, my grandfather used to do that. Um, so he just, I'd be like over hanging out with my my grandparents, and he'd just be sitting there listening to the police talk to each other. Uh, it's one of can't. Yeah, you can't, can't talk get them back. Um, no, well, no. I was gonna say they can't pin it on him now. It's not a crime. 
because he's been dead for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get get immediately absolved of all your crimes upon death. Yeah. Um, yes. Can't kill him twice, as they used to say about the the electric chair. Um, yeah, I think it's perfectly like I don't think it's legal, right? Like I think if they caught you with a bunch of radio equipment, like they would they would arrest you, or they would they would have the option to arrest you. But it's one of those things where they can't really detect it, and as long as you don't fuck with them, they don't really care that much. Like, what are you going to do about it? So right, right. You're going to inform the bad guys, right? You're going to you're going to be a be a snitch. I guess. How come Sam and Dean don't listen to the police scanners? Do they? I bet they do. I mean, they read a newspaper, and that's almost the same thing. Yeah, they find out if they find out about news like three days later. Can you imagine how much better they would be at their job? They just need if if they what just watch like the Twitter trending page. Like, yeah, hey, look, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> sound like our kind of thing. I bet I bet you in season fifteen because uh, I used to do this. I, I, I Yahoo had something called Yahoo Pipes for a while. And it was basically just a really advanced filtering service for RSS feeds. So you could mm-hmm. like, let's say you could plug a bunch of uh, RSS feeds for newspapers, like local newspapers into one pipe and then filter it for like stuff that's kind of like our gig. You know what I'm saying, Sam? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Stuff that makes it our kind of thing. And then like, so you would, you would filter out all of the local teen wins beauty pageant, but you would get all of the local teen wins beauty pageant and then is impaled to death with a fork dr- yeah. forklift. <laughs> local, local teen wins beauty pageant versus local teen wins werewolf beauty pageant. <laughs> See, that would be in the feed. That would, you would, that one would come up. So I bet, I bet in 2015 or not 2015 in season 15, Sam has something like that hooked up. So, or maybe not, maybe they're so far yeah. beyond solving cases at this point. Like who the fuck knows what they're doing. Right. Uh, yeah, I have a feeling they haven't worked a case since season thirteen at this point. <laughs> like, what case are they working? Yeah, what are they? Like, what what haunted house is really pressing for yeah, Sam and Dean? What is point? the haunted house that that you desperately need to know? <laughs> uh, you uh, so you finished Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, honestly, it might be one of my favorite games I played this year. Um. That game came out of nowhere too. Obviously, I started getting a little uh, Star Wars bug, as you, you you bore witness to that. Mm-hmm. You know, which is all planned. It's all part of Disney's marketing. We're dropping Jedi Fallen Order. We're dropping the Mandalorian. We're dropping new trailers for Rise of Skywalker. You know, they're putting all that on us. But it's it's I don't care. It's so fun to get back into big stuff like that. I said to you how every couple of years I'll get into that you know, a big franchise again. Like for me, it was like Harry Potter, or Lord of the Rings, or Star Wars, something like that. Something that I just you know have liked my whole life that I just love. For like a couple months to just dive in headlong back into, and uh, I think Star Wars is hitting at the right the right time right now. Obviously on purpose. That's that's marketing. Regardless, I'm getting these little inklings, this little Star Wars fever, and then I hear people starting to say, "Hey, that random Jedi Fallen Order game being published by EA and um, just something that was not on my radar at all. Like, hey, hey, that game is actually like pretty great." Um, and so I had a gift card so to Target. <laughs> So I went to Target and I bought that game from a game from a gamer bro who had a ponytail down to his butt. Nothing but Dope. respect. Nothing but respect for the ponytail. He was he had like he was casting a little doubt on me because um, I went in there. I bought Luigi's Mansion as well. Did he? And I did said, he call in um, question? Hey, your, can I get a gamer couple? level? Is that what just happened? I could tell. I could tell he was he was questioning my cred just a little bit because um, when I walked up to him, I I said, "Hey, can I get a couple games?" Because you know they got to get another case for you. And he said, yeah, what are you looking for? I said, Luigi's Mansion and the new Star Wars game. 
And saying the new Star Wars game, like that was soft. That was softball. That was I'm buying this for my son. You know, that was that was weak. Oh, you, I see, you gotta see call it saying. Jedi yeah, yeah. Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. So he went, oh, okay. And then he was, you know, making little jokes or whatever to, to, to cut this story short. When I finally got up to the register, he saw that not only was I wearing a Witcher hoodie, I was wearing a Silent Hill shirt underneath. Oh it was God. casual Friday at work. <laughs> I had my gamer merch on. Um, yeah. So uh, his tone definitely shifted after that. Anyway, can you, can you give me an example of one of the one of the little jokes that he made at your expense as he was catching you out for, um, for the new Star Wars game? Uh well he made a comment of like about um huh EA Star Wars game huh hmm <laughs> just like wow. sort of like a, he didn't he didn't expect me to know what that was and he was just sort of scoffing um and I I was like yeah I didn't I didn't expect to to be interested in an EA published game but here I am because I <laughs> weirdly years ago was like yeah I'm not I'm done I haven't liked any of the games that I've played from them recently like I'm not not buying any games published by them anymore but I thought. That, that didn't last. That was just gamer nonsense. Because gamers are just full of nonsense. Anyway, let's talk about the ga- damn video game. It um, It's it's a, just a great action-adventure Jedi game. Um, I thought that the protagonist was going to be really boring because he's like a very like generic male model-looking white dude. Um, and it's like, it's Star Wars. You, you want somebody fun. But I guess you always play as a human. Or you want to be able to create your own character. You want to feel like there's some ownership there. Um, so... By the end of the game, I was very surprised to, to like feel like I was somewhat invested in the, in the main character. His name's Cal, and especially in the entire cast of the game. But all that aside, the game was just super fun. You start off feeling like you're just playing like a Dark Souls, Sekiro light type of game um, because it's clearly based off um, those gameplay systems. Um, but by the end of the game, you go from you know weird slow action game to just like I'm a full on Jedi and this fucking rules. Um, and it just felt like Star Wars. And I think that's like the best compliment you could give a Star Wars game is to make you feel like you're you're in the movies or whatever. And um, yeah, it's it's well, t- as an example, play Death Stranding. I like Death Stranding. There's some like, you know, uh, peaks and valleys as you go throughout like the first few chapters of, of Death Stranding. And I'm at a point now where I'm I'm I f- I'm not enjoying it anymore, where it's just it, it became tedious and I'm hopefully I'll get back to it and it'll change my mind. but. With Jedi, it just the tedious stuff or any it was all very early in the game, um, but th- there wasn't enough of it to to make me want to stop playing. But like, it just kept getting better the further into the game that I got, which made me just want to keep playing. You know, once you I've unlocked a new force power or I've gone to a new location or whatever it is, it just kept getting better and better and kept getting more and more exciting. So I beat that game in you know a week. I don't know how many hours I put into it, but. Uh, it was a it was a grand old time and uh, a definite surprise. I'm super interested in this. Uh, my favorite thing I've heard about this game is like the guy, the the really white bread dude that you play as is like Cal Calric or whatever. Like he's got like a Star Wars name. But I've heard if you bring up the menu, uh, like it just says Cal lightsaber, and I'm kind of he- yes. here for just a guy yes. named Cal lightsaber. That's very yes, funny I to was, me. I was super joking about great. that to Jess too when when I pulled up the menu because it's like the. 
it doesn't even say Cal's lightsaber. It's I think it says Cal and then lightsaber because there's like two different like menus next to each oh, other. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's I'm sure. Great. I'm sure next to it is like robot upgrades or you know yeah. BR62 <laughs> or whatever. Cal the fuck lightsaber, it is. Jedi Padawan. The name's lightsaber. Cal lightsaber. Very funny um, to me. I'm uh, I'm I'm interested yeah, in that game. I uh, I I'm kind of into this whole Star Wars thing too right now. Like I watched the Mandalorian and um, mm-hmm. Autumn hasn't wanted to watch much of that so i haven't actually continued to watch it but uh very into everything that 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 series is doing i would say that episode one is the worst or chapter one of the mandalorian is is the worst episode and i liked that episode (laughs) yeah i like the first one the first one's the only one i've seen i liked it a lot i uh i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch. i don't think i'm gonna do the first six i'm not gonna go that hard uh but i think i'm gonna do like the modern two uh so i'll do the force awakens and then um the Last Jedi was that the last one? Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'm um, gonna do those two before going to see the, the the new one. I um I was talking to to Nick on Twitter. Okay, I don't know his Twitter handle. It's Nick <laughs> at Strenuous Orb on Twitter. There we go. Um, and and he asked me who co-hosts oh, the delightful about? uh Twin Peaks podcast one one nine one one nine with your good friend Dylan. Dylan, my IRL good friend Dylan. Um, yeah, I was talking to him and he asked me last night if I, if I liked The Last Jedi and up until then I would have just firmly said, yes, I like The Last Jedi. Cause I, I did. I watched it the first time. Uh, I saw it with like, I saw it with Chomp Chain, all the, all the guys from there. Me and Steve walked out of there liking it. Dylan and Joe walked out of there hating it. Um, and I was like super surprised. I was like, wow, okay. Obviously I didn't know yet that the internet hated it too. Um, so yeah, I watched it the first time that I saw it a second time with Jess. And when I saw it the second time, knowing where everything was going, I actually liked it even more. But then I didn't see it since. And I went back and I watched the scene with Kylo Ren and Luke. I won't say anything more than that. And uh, I thought that was like my favorite scene the first time around. And the second time around, I was like, or, or third, whatever. I, I was like, hmm, maybe I don't like this. And then I started kind of in my head doubting it. So when I answered him, I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I'm kind of going back and forth on it. And I was actually super surprised to hear him say that he, he was all in on that movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I like basically every star Wars movie except for attack of the clones. Um, although I tried to, I don't know. I'm just rambling now, Jeremy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I, I put just on to respond to the last Jedi stuff. Um, I'm real mixed on that movie in general, which is why I want to kind of slam dunk them right before the, the new movie comes out because uh-huh. Uh, I liked The Force Awakens a whole lot. I liked Rey as a character. I really liked Kylo Ren. Um, like I, I liked everything that they had going in that movie. And then The Last Jedi bringing like Luke back to do Luke stuff. I was, I was kind of disappointed. Even though, like, I think the whole point of that movie is to subvert your expectations on that to yes. some extent. Um, yes. But it's it's hard to subvert them when like everybody sucks Luke cock in that entire movie and. Y- I I don't know like I so I watched it in the theater and I liked it and I came home and I, I like I had I had like doubts of myself and then I I watched it by myself one night um and I'll be honest like I was I would I was paying attention but like I was also checking Twitter every once in a while like I wasn't like on my phone the entire movie or anything but I definitely was not paying one hundred percent of my attention to right, it uh, right. and they came out of that like thinking maybe I don't like this movie so I'm, I'm gonna be curious to watch it for a third time to see where I land on it. Yeah, it'll be interesting because uh, I'm yeah I'm gonna rewatch it again soon. Oh, and I also watched Rogue One finally for the first time. Um, yeah, that's a fun I, one. I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, I put it on when Jess was here, and she was like, you know, well, to be fair, we were both kind of bored for the first half of that movie, and the second half of that movie was awesome. It was yes. um, 
tragic. But I don't it was remember just, much of anything that happens in the first half of that movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, so. it um, it's just kind of slow, and it's setting stuff up, and you don't necessarily know. I mean, you know what it's setting up, but you like aren't there yet, so you don't care yet. And then by the end, I was like, oh, okay, I care. And everybody dies because it's an in between movie that they couldn't, that they can't continue yes. any of those characters on. So. Yes. So bye. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm kind of into Star Wars right now. I'm uh, I I have continued playing Death Stranding at my extremely sluggish pace. So uh, I am not out of. Ch- I started Chapter Three finally. Um, mm-hmm. Before I had the option to what looked like like to get into Chapter Three, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go back to the first map. I've got all these new tools. I'm gonna go level up all of these places. Uh, so I was doing that for a while. I found a um, a new like delivery point that after a while, like these things just show up on the map, but you don't get mm-hmm. deliveries for them until you go and visit them. Uh, this was the musician, and okay. I like went over there, and it was like, "Hey, you need to go get my old records." And I was like, "All right, I'll go find these records." They were in a stream. I got them. I came back, and now all of a sudden, I have missions for this dude and like deliveries for that dude, uh, which is cool because he gave me a harmonica and he'll give me other stuff. It's really neat. Hell yeah. So, like, if you're playing Death Stranding and, like, kind of just doing the core gameplay stuff, like, look around for buildings that you haven't been to yet. Like I said, eventually they'll, like, show up on the map. So I found a couple more in the second area. Um, And then my internet was out, so I had to play offline. Yeah. And that was really weird. And what I thought was happening is it was caching all of this stuff. And then, like, because I would come up on a bridge that was obviously by a player, and it would just be like unknown twenty seven thousand likes. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. really fucking weird. Like, what is this doing? Uh, and I found out later what was happening is that my internet was coming on and then going off randomly. <laughs> so the game just behind the scenes would log in and like I guess automatically like download a bunch of stuff, and then like it would d- get disconnected in the middle, and then just not know what that stuff is anymore. But like I could still use it in the world, which was really cool. Interesting. So, um, but I I just. I know you've gotten out of it, and I'm afraid that if I stop playing that game, I will do the same thing. I um yeah um I just I, I feel back. like it's just kind of slow, and I just need to keep going. Like I'm having a good time, but I'm I'm worried if I go back to an action game. Like I almost went back to Search Two over the weekend, which I'm glad it didn't because they they just dropped a patch that fixes a bunch of stuff. Um, but I almost went back to Search Two, and I'm worried that if I had done that, I would not be able to get back into Death Stranding. Yeah, I think that playing Star Wars threw me off because that was so much fun. And then I came back to Death Stranding and, you know, there's not enough low roar songs in the world to <laughs> to make me want to. Because one of them started playing and I like that band, like I said before. Um, but it started playing and I was like, hey, I know this song. This isn't doing fucking anything for me because I've been walking for 45 minutes trying to get back to deliver this, this stupid shit. And I keep getting attacked by mules. And even though I have the equipment to fight them off now, I'm. I'm just, I don't know, I didn't have a ladder or something, so my my journey was just miserable, and I didn't feel the experience of the game. I thought, I was at work for eight hours today, I want to play a fucking video game. <laughs> I don't want this right now. And then I got my bike in the game, and I'm zipping around, feeling great, I'm getting attacked by mules, but I escaped them, it's great. I have to jump over a canyon, oh, I go dude. off a ramp, I go off a ramp, fly over the canyon, no problem, then I get to a second canyon, and my bike just doesn't, it just falls into it. And I went down with it, and it took me like 15 minutes to get out. I made it to the next outpost, and then I turned that fucking game off. Was that the weather station, out of curiosity? Um, it was near the weather station, I think. So yeah, that's that's exactly what happened to me. So I was going from, um, there's like a, I think there's a, one of those side delivery places, like south mm-hmm. of there. Um, and I, I went there first on my way to the, to the weather station. 
and uh got my bike got like did a mission there or whatever got my bike and then like was headed to the weather station it's a very rocky area like you said there's a lot of like canyons out of, in the middle like just you just you run up on them very quickly it's swamped by mules mules and trucks when we say mules mm-hmm. by the way these are like dudes that are addicted to like stealing cargo and delivering it for you like they, they, they totally will come normal. rob your shit totally normal guys um so i did really really well and jumping over canyons was feeling pretty boss. I'd go to jump over another canyon and this guy's, uh, they, you know, they throw those spears at you and they have that like EMP mm-hmm. explosion. I had never been hit by one of those up until this point. So I jumped the cliff or excuse me, jump the canyon. I get on the other side and I'm like on an upslope, right? Uh, and then as soon as I land on the upslope, like, and I'm slowly climbing up, the spear hits and it disables the bike. And the yeah. bike just falls straight backwards with me on it. And I land at the bottom of this thing. I don't die. Most of my stuff is fine. It wasn't a big deal. I pick everything up and I was able to like get out. But it made it a really frustrating experience getting to the weather station because I didn't have any. I didn't have a ride at that point. And like, if that happens, you're kind of screwed, which mm-hmm. I, I appreciate a lot. But it also it kind of makes it. And some, like you said, like it's not a video game kind of fun. <laughs> like it's right. satisfying right. when all that stuff lines up and you're like really immersed into it but it's not like I, it's not the game that i would sit down and be like i want to play a video game like i have to force right. myself to pick it up i saw you and patty talking about the same thing of like i if i can look at it on the shelf and be like and i know if i say no the first time i will say no the second time so i'm just mm-hmm. trying to say yes to it every single time mm-hmm. yeah i um i had a moment where i had had a bike and i'm cruising along and then i reached the end of my path where okay no more bike the bike's not going any further than this and it was a decision that i made to to get off of it and continue on foot. And that felt really good. Yeah. That felt like it was part of the, of the game for me was I have made the decision to follow this path. That means my bike can only go so far and that's okay. But these other situations, cause the one I just described is not the only situation where I've, I've lost a bike. Um, and you can get more and it's not a big deal. And in fact, a player had like left one that I was able to use, which was really cool. Um, and I kind of was like riding high off of the fact that a player had left behind a bike. And I was like, this is great. This, this is a lifesaver. And then I'm trapped at the bottom of a canyon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of stuff like that. Like, it's a lot of little stuff that adds up. Um, Although, you know, I finally got to that second area. I started doing, like, contributing to building roads. And it's really satisfying. Like, just the likes pour in. Like, you'll go complete a mission. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. after, after all of your normal, like, rating stuff comes through, it does the, it does the multiplayer likes that you get. And all of a sudden, like, I went up, like, you because you you level up like you go up a porter grade uh, but sometimes your title doesn't change for like five to ten or fifteen level ups or whatever um and i went up five like different named porter grades in one shot wow. <laughs> it was really fucking great it was just like ding, ding, and i'm like fuck this is great is this what it's like to go viral i've never had that yeah. happen to me before yeah uh good stuff though i like that i liked a lot i also like the fact that you, you took a break from Death Stranding, played an entire video game, and went back to Death Stranding, and are still a little further than I am at Death Stranding. Like, tells me how <laughs> I just have had no time for video games at all. It sucks. It's the gamers' plight. The, the gamers get what's coming to them in this episode of Supernatural. Though, let me tell you. Speaking of, you want to get into it? Sure. I need some water. I'm gonna go get that, and I'll be right back. Okie dokie. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. <laughs> elegant weapon but a more civilized age i wanted to do a bit where when i started talking about star wars i was going to turn on the lightsaber that i have but 
Um, I didn't. My grandmother was in the kitchen, and I didn't want to walk by my grandmother with a lightsaber in my hand. She wouldn't. She wouldn't have said anything, but it would have been in her eyes, you know. The silent judgment. Chris with the lightsaber. There was a time years ago, power went out here, and um, my uh, my uncle lived here at the time. And so my uh, cousins were here, his children were here, and they were like teenagers, <laughs> and I was in my 20s. Power went out in the whole block, so like everybody like went outside, and I just like followed my little cousins outside with my fucking gigantic like prop replica lightsaber, turned it on, and was just swinging around embarrassing the shit out of them. And uh, the, the neighbors were probably very, very concerned, but I had to keep it real. Okay. All right. I need to load up patreon.com. Oh, we're doing a beatbox thing. Cool. cool, cool. Yeah, 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 definitely. Indirect. My name is Jerry. I'm here to say I love my patrons in a major way. You have to say that now. There's, they're so cool. They're not bad when they're not. Uh, I haven't seen all their pictures, but I'm sure that they are hot. Yep, that's fine. Uh, rapping for money. You love to see it. <laughs> um, I think we did Brianna last time, so we'll do Dean De- Demonic. Well, well. This has been a while. How do we do this podcast? Okay, I'm I'm Jeremy Greer. <laughs>